What up, world? This is Awo Fafoy. What's going on, good people? This is Awo Osheun. Welcome back to the Who Made Y'all Priest podcast, where we talk about our spiritual journeys, our everyday life experiences, and the issues of the times from the perspective of two people who just happen to be priests. Fafore, what's going on, man? Man, blessed and highly favored. How you feeling on this beautiful <laughs> day? I'm blessed and highly favored as well, man. I'm blessed and highly favored. I've been I've been chosen by the one. I love that. I love that for you. So look, peep this. I got something I've been wanting to run past you, but I'm like, I'm gonna wait, you know, for the show so we could talk about it and it be organic, mm. you know. So the other day I was, you know, in the bathroom handling my business. You know, that's that's the time where I really get on social media. Other than that, I don't really get on social media like that. So, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm scrolling through, right? And I don't know what I hit. Somehow I get to uh, some page, this this girl's page, this this woman's page, I should say. And she is talking about like do's and don'ts when it comes to like the EFI tradition, right? So I check out a couple posts. So I, I, I scroll down a little bit and this post, you know, captured my attention. And she's going in like on like, you know, you really got to know what priest you're dealing with and you got to ask these questions and this, that, or the other. And then she, I mean, she was kind of going in on priests a little bit. Now, according to her page, she's an Ianifa, so she's a priest. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that she said was that priests are, that's like top five position for people who are narcissists. Mm. So I said, hmm, let me go look into that. So I go to Google. I'm doing all kinds of Google searches. And sure enough, right in there with like positions like police officers, right there you got priests, top five narcissists. Mm. So I want to ask you, what do you think about that? Um, I can definitely see that. I think uh, I think we see it in the tradition, especially when you get to a position where uh, people are bowing to you or what we call dobale to uh, to you. Uh, you are in a position of uh, authority, quote unquote. Um, I can definitely see how that can be the case, especially if you are a person that doesn't have any authority outside of the tradition. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see how uh, that can play to someone's narcissism. I think for me personally, for us personally, I think uh, we were uh, very adamant about that not being the case for us. You know, not uh, getting caught up in uh, people uh, dobaling to us and things like that. And I, uh, I think that this is why I know that this is the reason why we also created this podcast to let people know that we're just regular people who just happen to be priests and we're just giving our perspective. We are no higher than anybody else. Uh, The stage is not raised when we are here. We are down here with the people talking about regular things that the people want to hear about. So yeah, but I could definitely see how that could play into someone's narcissism. What'd What'd you think when you read the post? So man, so the post was, was kind of crazy because I went to the comments, right? And in the comments, it's pretty much all women in the mm-hmm. comments. And it's people are giving their personal horror stories. You know, and I'm scrolling through and I'm like, I don't know, I, I felt a certain way at first. I was kind of uh, kind of angry to a degree, not maybe, you know, to to a high level of anger, but I definitely felt something as I'm going through and I'm reading. And 
initially I didn't know if I had a problem with that man, she's really killing, you know, the tradition. Like she's really going in, right? Mm -hmm. And then as I'm reading the comments, I'm like, yo, it's a lot of people on here, a lot of women on here who is basically agreeing and sharing their own personal stories. Right. You know, and I'm like, so should I have a more of a problem with the fact that she's kind of bringing this information to the forefront? Or should I have an issue with the fact that this thing is going on? And like you said, man, that's one thing that I really uh, focus on. One thing that you really focus on is how we were received and, you know, how we kind of carried ourselves after initiation. And, you know, for us, it was like you said, it was important for us to be seen as regular people. This just happened to be our calling and this happened to be the path that we went down. You know, and, and we talked about it on here. When I think about, you know, my walk with the priesthood, you know, I go to the story of Jesus and how Jesus was someone who was seen amongst the common people. Right. And that story always resonated with me. So, uh, and again, I, I started thinking about it. I was like, when you start going back, because consciousness, and, and I would consider African spirituality to be kind of inside of that conscious movement, conscious community. You know, it's starting to become cool now in the social media era, but, right. you know, five years, 10 years, 20 years, it wasn't cool. So I think a lot of people who kind of jumped on that bandwagon probably weren't seen as part of like the cool kids. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I can see how now at this point, you're in a position where you have information that other people don't have. Right. You're having information people haven't heard. You know, Let's say you're a diviner and now you're able to do that and you're wowing people with that. I can see how, like you said, going from a position where you weren't known, you weren't popular, I can see how that type of thing can go to your head mm -hmm. and it's gonna result in poor character. You know, and I always said women like again, right? So, if, <laughs> you know, if, if, if you ain't handsome, if you ain't got a lot of money, boy, if you know some information, hey, or some other gimmick, whether you the, the local DJ, you know, you in a fraternity, whatever the case may be, you find you a gimmick, you know what I'm saying, you will be all right. And I think for a lot of people that became their ploy to get women, because there would be a lot of stories from women as I was reading the comments that had to do with, oh yeah, he said I had to sleep with him or, you know, he kept propositioning me and this, that, and the other. And I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. I can't even, I can't even fathom myself doing something like that, man. Just, you know, have a woman on my mat or over the phone or whatever and me telling her that spirit has told me that you have to sleep with me. I just, I just can't even fathom doing something like that. This kind of, this kind of takes me back. Uh, I believe I talked to you once before about a book I read called The Lucifer Effect, and it was, mm -hmm. it was about, it was written by uh, a social psychologist named Philip Zimbardo. He was the guy that did the Stanford Prison Experiment in the late '60s, and he talked about how correctional officers were able to separate themselves from themselves, which is why they wore uh, the types of shades that they wore, where you definitely couldn't see their eyes. Some of them would cover their name badges. So inside of the walls, they could be an entirely different person than they, mm. than they are on the outside of those walls. So in some cases, that may be the case in our tradition also, where as Baba so-and-so or Owl so-and-so or Ianifa so-and-so, they are able to separate themselves from themselves out in the community at large. And, you know, they're able to do certain things. There's a sort of anonymity that exists inside of the culture, especially when people only know you by your Ifa name. 
and then out on the streets or out in the world where more people know you, they only know you by your your uh, your birth name. There's a sort of anonymity there. There's a sort of separation there. So I can see how you could feel that you could get away with something like that. But yeah, man, I think uh, that that's something that we're going to have to trailblaze to make sure that we never fall in those types of uh, circles. But I don't, we are not in, at, uh, in danger of falling into anything like that because we, from the very beginning, I think we understood that this is this is something humbling, that this is something that uh, mm. doesn't necessarily elevate us above anybody, that we're just regular people that just happen to come into some some information following our uh, path. Like you said, you have to choose your destiny twice, once in Orun or once in the spirit realm, and once here, once you figure out what it is that you're supposed to do. We just did that, and we haven't been elevated above anybody, so... Yeah, man. Right, right. And all the stories and the comments were from women. Like there wasn't one man that said, yeah, man, uh, I gave this priest $200 for this spiritual work and he just never did it. It was nothing like that. It was all in relationships to women. So for all the awos out there or whatever other tradition that you're a part of, right? If you are in a position where you're a pastor, deacon, you know, priest of another spiritual system, no spiritual gorilla pimping and <laughs> no spiritual dirty macking. Like that, right. mm -mm, we don't do that. Right. It's, it's, it's spiritual ramifications for that. So no spiritual gorilla pimping, no spiritual dirty macking. Don't be doing readings talking about your boyfriend doing this or your husband doing that so you could try to slide. <laughs> like, none of right. that. Right. Don't, be, don't be trying to strong arm said the spirit said. Right. You know, you, you got to rock with, you know, your spirit said <laughs> you got to marry a Babalawa and then you sitting over there like this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like no, nah, we ain't doing that. Right. Yeah. Ashe. I agree. Ashe. So what we got? So what we got for the people uh, this episode, man? What are we talking about? So, so another time, you know. Again, I I usually only be on Instagram and Facebook like that when I'm in the bathroom handling business. So I'm scrolling through on another occasion, and for I guess a period of like two weeks or so, maybe even longer than that, just going. I'll keep seeing it come up. I'm seeing this argument come up about like this 50-50 man versus the masculine man, mm -hmm. right? It's this argument for people online. And it's, it's men and women saying it, but basically they're talking about the 50-50 man. So the 50-50 man is the man that you live with, you're in a relationship with, and you're splitting all the bills and everything down the middle. Right. And if you got kids, then that means for like the woman, not only are you going to work full time, but you're coming home, taking care of the kids, cooking, cleaning, doing all the other stuff or the expectation is for you to do all the other stuff. And the man is paying half the bills. There's this masculine man argument where they're saying to be a masculine man, what that looks like is is that you pay all the bills and a woman doesn't pay anything. Mm -hmm. And a true measure of masculinity is your ability to hold down the fort financially and let your woman, you know, I guess maybe take care of the household, take care of the children and pursue whatever thing that she wants to pursue for herself and that's that. Mm. So um, it's starting to heat up. And the crazy part about it is, like, everybody is talking about it. Right. There is a guy that I follow. Like, he's a, he's a vegan herbalist or plant-based herbalist. And that's all I know him for. And then he's going crazy on the internet now talking about this 50-50 man versus the masculine man thing. Mm. To where I don't even think I've heard him talk about you know, herbs or plant-based diet or health or anything like that in like two months. Mm. 
So, uh, so what's your thoughts on this 50-50 man versus masculine man argument? Um, I've seen it on the uh, on the internet as well, and on the surface, I disagree with both the both of them. I disagree with at least the terms. I disagree with the terms and how they're defining it. Right, this 50-50 thing. Um, I think that's a horrible name to give it because, like you say, it's not really 50-50 if both the man and the woman are splitting splitting the, the financials, but the woman is also taking care of the children in the household. That's not that's not really uh, 50-50. Right. And if we're going to define or the rubric that we're going to use that defines or measures masculinity is a man's ability to pay for something. I think we're really missing the mark about what masculinity is. Uh, but for me, for me personally, in an ideal world, it would be for me to make all of the money and for my wife to be the administrator over the house. In an ideal world, that's how I would have it. I would have my wife take care of our children to take care of the household, all of those things ideally and she wouldn't have to work she could do what she wanted to do in her spare time as long as uh she raised the children for me that's the main focus the main focus is for uh one of the parents uh i say one of the parents just because i know different circumstances can lead to different things but mm -hmm. for me ideally optimally it would be the woman my woman staying home and taking care of the children, taking care of the household, doing whatever she wants to do in her spare time, and me going out and earning the bread. And to me, that's more of a 50-50 thing. To me, that's um, masculinity um, based on a definition that I think that our ancestors would have used as far as... Uh, being the leader of your household, being able to direct things in your household, being uh, a disciplinarian to your kid while your children, while at the same time being able to uh, nurture them, nurture your wife, nurture yourself. All of those things, I think, go into uh, being a masculine man. But like I say, ideally for me, that's how it would be. I think 50-50 is uh, a horrible turn or moniker to give it because it's not really 50-50. In that sense, the woman is doing more of the work because uh, she's not only working full time outside of the house, she has to come back home and work full time at home. So, yeah, I disagree with that, at least on the surface, by the definition. And ideally, that's how I would have it to go. So what about what about you? How how what have you seen? Has anything swayed what you thought prior to uh, hearing any of the arguments about the 50 50 man or the masculine man? So me, you and our thought process is, is pretty similar on that. This is how I look at it. A lot of times when we're looking at this, you know, 50-50 man versus masculine man thing, we're talking about the man and the woman having outdated roles. Mm -hmm. Like men in 2023 are not going out and cutting down trees mm -hmm. and building homes from scratch. Some of them are. You know, very, very few. Right. <laughs> very, very few. Like yeah, I chopped down some I chopped down some trees in uh outside out yard in the penitentiary. <laughs> but, but then you ain't build no house with them with them trees. Right, exactly. You know what so, I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So we're not doing that. You right. know, this isn't that time frame where we're having five, eight, ten plus children. Mm -hmm. We're self-sustaining because we got a garden and a farm and we live close proximity to, you know, family, friends. We have like a real community. So when I go build my house, you know, my brothers, my cousins, my friends. You know, other men from the community, they come in to help me build my house. I go help them build their houses. You know, like I said, we're, we're farming the land. We're eating the animals that we farm and, you know, all those type of things. And then the women are just in the house. 
since slavery, though, the end of slavery, for the most part, black women have always worked. Right. So even when we're talking about traditional roles, I think we fail to realize that traditionally, since the, the end of slavery, we've had a 50-50 type of situation going on, mm -hmm. you know, where men and women both worked outside the house and pulled their money together. And even with that, the economics were nowhere near what they are now. Mm -hmm. I think last time I checked, the average household income is like 60 grand a year. So, and that's with, you know, two parents, two adults, excuse me, working outside the home. Mm -hmm. I don't really understand how there's this expectation that realistically that in that type of scenario, you're going to have one person working and that one person is going to be able to provide that person is going to be able to save. That person is going to be able to invest. That person is going to be able to pay for entertainment. That person is going to be able to take, pay for, you know, at least one vacation a year. Like that's just unrealistic in 2023. So I think first and foremost, I think people have to be realistic as to their expectations. Right. And we got to stop romanticizing back in the day mm. because the back of the day that, that a lot of, and, and I think this is a conversation only in our community. You know, I, when I'm scrolling through social media, I don't see, you know, white people interviewing white people talking about 50, 50 man versus masculine, masculine man. I think that's just primarily in our community. And I think that's a, a new phenomenon. I think it's ego driven. I mm. think it's one of those things where you have, you know, more men, not a lot, because again, the average household income is 60,000. And when you look at average income for um, black people, black women, black males, because black males still on average make more than black women, you know, that's not realistic, but you have more black men making more money. And I think it's probably the ego of those who are trying to separate themselves from others and say, look at me, this is what I can provide. Mm. I think we're getting caught up on the social media thing. We are. And we see people on social media saying, I got all of this and this is what it should be. So I think that's one of the things I think lastly, though, we take it to the spiritual aspect of it. The spiritual aspect of it tells me is nobody is talking about destiny and purpose. Mm. What if my destiny was to be a school teacher? I would have to go 50-50 with my woman in order to be able to provide. Like, so I don't think we're taking consideration that. What if there's a woman whose destiny is to be some mogul. If she's looking for somebody that makes more money than her, then she's talking about a very, very, very small pool right. for one. And for two, that person, that man that she's going to meet is going to be looking for one of those quote unquote traditional women. And her purpose is to be this mobile, she's not going to stop working. Mm -hmm. So in order for her to be, to find a mate, she's going to have to get somebody who is going to make far less money than her. So those are the things, that's the thing that I always think of, is what about purpose? Mm -hmm. What if it's not my purpose just to be as a woman, to just be at the house and care for the kids? Maybe I do that for a few years. Maybe we have two or three kids, I do that for, let's say, 10 years while the youngest one goes to school. And after that, it's purpose time. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of, lot of factors that we're not taking into consideration.
Now that last part you said, that's something that I can agree with. Cause like I say, the reason, my reasoning anyway, for uh, my woman staying home would be for the raising of the children. Right. That would be the main thing for me. So once the, uh, the children are raised or once the youngest child is old enough now to, uh, I'm going to say, look after his or herself, then like you say, it could be purpose time. You know, she can go out and do whatever it is that she wants to do or whatever it is her, her purpose or her destiny is. Uh, for me, ideally, that's the that's the main thing. The main reason is the uh, is the raising of the children. Uh, not so much the, uh, the cleaning of the house or the cooking of the food. Uh, those are good things, too. But uh, mainly for the raising of the children. I don't think we we do take the spiritual aspect into um, account. I don't think we take into account, um, like you were talking about, the differences in the times, the differences in the times. Back back then, when we were still uh, living on the continent, still uh, living in villages, things were just different then. Things were so different then. And like you said, right. I didn't know about the, the average uh, household income being $60,000. Um, now I do know I do I don't think about when when the income for uh, a two parent household is that low I don't think about things like saving investing paying for entertainment paying for vacations and things like that I think when the uh, bring home income is that low that you're kind of in survival mode right now you're not worried about investing in saving or any or any of those things so yeah and you also have to consider earning potential like if the man doesn't have the earning potential needed to take care of a full household then yes you may be in a circumstance or in a position where a woman also has to to work now i think this is where we have to separate the ego from the man where mm -hmm. if, if i'm working a full-time job and my wife is also working a full-time job, then that means that uh, there's going to have to be a division of labor in the household also. For me, there's going to have to be a division of labor there too, because I don't want to, um, you know, run her down. Right, I absolutely. Wanna, yeah, I don't want to run her down or drive her into the ground or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, I like I say, ideally, that's how I want it. Uh, that's not where I'm at right now. My wife works now. She works at home, but she still works full time, still takes care of my daughter here full time. So we're not in or I'm not in an ideal position as of yet, but I hope to be one day. Uh, my wife and I, we talk about that all the time where she doesn't have to work. She just, you know, raise our little girl. And I talk about my little girl because my son is. 16 getting ready to be 17 he take he, he basically takes care of himself but uh yeah i that's what ideally i would like is that is what does your ideal situation look like yeah that's my my ideal situation is where you know you know my children's mother doesn't work outside the home till the kids are of school age and then at that time it just hey focus on your purpose mm -hmm. you know um so like for me for instance i remember being in a space where you know i'm i'm always chasing money so you know i got a good job i you know do real estate investing and i was doing doing options so i'm trading options and i remember having this feeling where in the middle of you know working my play for the next day, right? I I know, you know my, my trades. Waiting for the opening bell, I, I'm probably in, you know the Thinkorswim app, you know setting my plays for the next morning, you know when when the uh, the market opens, and I remember looking over at my my bookcase, and on my bookcase, you know. At that time, I just had a few E5 books. And I remember thinking to myself, like, man, at some point, I'm going to have to give this up to really focus on, you know, my spiritual journey, you know, really learn that. And the very next reading 
my monthly reading I got, it may have been a week later. And the first thing that was said is, I know that you're a money man, but you have to put that up and focus on your spirituality. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's what I did. Uh, cold turkey, I said, bet. Because I, I already had that feeling, I already had that thought. You know, anyway, so I just did a cold turkey. Now, again, because of the move that I made, you know, I can do all the providing and all that. I'm cool. But the whole concept, even if I was a billionaire, the concept of being with a woman who wouldn't work outside the home is probably not realistic. Not from a standpoint of, you got to bring money into the house, but because you got a purpose, mm. you know, and unless you're going to perform your purpose pro bono, you're going to charge for that. You know, there's going to be some kind of money. Now I'm not saying, Oh, I need some of that money. So, you know, to pay bills with, but there's probably going to be a, a, whether it's a part-time basis or whatever the case may be, there's going to be some kind of work that she would have to do. Mm -hmm. Again, it's not from the standpoint of make the money so you could pay bills, but you have a purpose. Your purpose is probably going to require you to do something. Like I said, whether that's be a priest, whether that's to be a healer and whatever that looks like, but however way you decide to accomplish that, you know, maybe you're an artist and you you paint and do all those different things. Maybe you came here to be like a life coach. Whatever the case it, you know, case may be, there's something you have to do. I think it would be good for us as men in those situations is to make it to where after they've raised the children, if that's your agreement, I'm just going off if that's we're using this very traditional setting as the example. After they raise the kid, you go perform your purpose without the stress of I got to make money, mm -hmm. you know, or I, and I got to make money immediately, you know, right. because, hey, you might have come here to be, you know, the next Oprah Winfrey or the next Louise Hay or, you know, some some orator who is known internationally for for speaking at conferences and things of that nature you know but you don't have to feel like oh i got to do it just like this or i got to stress about how i'm gonna make money off of it right i think that is how a relationship is successful you relieve my stresses i relieve your stresses Mm -hmm. And ideally, our stresses are different. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Because then, how are we all trying to do the same thing? So, I think that's how it works perfectly. But I think, yeah, I think this whole conversation about 50 50 men versus masculine men is ego driven. Definitely. Definitely. Because you hear a lot about, you hear a lot now about uh, high value men uh men asking women what they bring to the table so i've seen a, a a lot of conversations surrounding that but let me ask you this if in your in your ideal situation once the the woman has raised the children and now she's out uh doing whatever her purpose is how does that change your role at in the household within the household how does how does how does your role change I think my role is going to be dictated by the children. Number of boys versus number of girls, their interests, you know, um, if it's a, if it's a, a child that got similar interests to me, oh, they with me all day. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They with me all day. We, we, we rolling, we, we, whatever we do, we read books, we having certain kind of conversation. They with me all day, you know what I'm saying? Especially now they old enough, they can go to the bathroom by themselves and all that, you know what I'm saying? Right. Hey, we good, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm about to go step out, you wanna ride? Come on, you know what I'm saying? Cause you know how to go to the bathroom by yourself and everything, let's ride. <laughs> um, but again, like I said, it really is gonna depend on, on interest, 
Um, it's going to depend upon, like I said, mix of boys to girls. It's going to uh, depend on the personality of the child. It's going to depend on whatever the mom's uh, purpose is. What does that look like? What does that require, right? Does that require you to be out of the house? Can you do that in the house? Is it a mix? You know what I'm saying? So to me, it, it's fluid. Right. You know, but I think the man is that traditional protector, provider, you know, the one that provides the stability. Again, what does protector and provider look like? Well, that's going to change depending on the situation. You know what I'm saying? A protector is going to look different if you're in a neighborhood full of bloods and crips versus you live in the suburbs. Right. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got it where I live, where you live. We ain't got to do too much protecting. <laughs> <Hopefully. laughs> like, yeah, like, it, ain't, it ain't nothing going on. You know what I'm right. saying? We just got to do the provide, but ain't no protecting going on in these neighborhoods. Right. But yeah, but if, you know what I'm saying? If you're in a different type of neighborhood, that's going to look different. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it, 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 it differs between that. What about you? Um, I, I definitely agree with what you said. Uh, I was kind of leaning more toward the domestic things, like, uh, oh. I, I, and I hope that word doesn't uh, offend anybody. I just, mm -hmm. you know, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, I'm leaning more toward things like uh, outside of the kids, like the cooking, the cleaning, the things that have to do with the upkeep of the house. So oh, when I ain't doing no cooking, <laughs> right? No cooking, right? We Off agree. top, I ain't doing no cooking. Right, 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 right. Me and my wife, we yeah, we got that understood. That the only thing I probably can, only things I can cook is if it got to go in the microwave. That's it. If, if mm. or oh, I'm a beast at a at a ramen noodle though. But that's that's some prison stuff though. So <laughs> I'm talking about yeah, no, I can't I can't cook at all. So what about the things like uh, the rest of the upkeep of the house, like the cleaning, the washing the clothes, washing the dishes. Things like that. How does your role change pertaining to those things if the woman, after she's raised the children to school age and now her purpose has her outside of the house? It ain't going to change. At that point, uh, I'm going to have to hire somebody to come in and, and do some cleaning. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because right. yeah, the, the domestic thing really don't don't match my outfit. That ain't That's not my calling. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I would struggle at that. Right. For sure. Yeah. I would, yeah, yeah. So at that point, yeah, then we have, thank God we in Texas. You know what I'm saying? I can get somebody for the low. You know what I'm saying? To come in and, and, and handle things. But yeah, nah. Yeah, as far as that's concerned, that ain't changing. Yeah. So I help. I help. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure not as much as my wife would like. Uh, it's just, you know, I'm just wired so differently. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just not, I don't think about those types of things. You know, like, you know, my wife will put clothes in the washing machine and then have to leave. And I, I could be here all day. And when she get here, the clothes still in the washing machine. Because, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, because I'm not thinking about those things. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not wired like that. So, uh but I would hope in a uh, in a situation like that that I could help more uh, around the house. Like I say, I do certain things. I'll I'll clean up. I'll put the clothes in the washing machine in the dryer. Those type of things. But I also think that because I got a 16 year old here, that I shouldn't have to do anything. Um, that I, part, right? You know, I I feel like God did the same thing. I'm only following the uh, the footsteps of God. You know, God had mm -hmm. a heart. And God say, you know, I got this garden. I really don't want to. I really don't want to mess with this. So I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna make some. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. make somebody to come in uh, and till this garden. So right. God had children. He had. <laughs> he had Adam and Eve according to the Bible. He's like, hey, y'all till this. Y'all till this garden. So you know, when I have when I have children, that's what you do. You you help with the with the upkeep of, of the house. You take out the trash, you wash the dishes. This is your contribution to the household. So yeah, you know, that's how, that's how I feel, especially with boys, especially, especially with, with boys. I feel like you gotta have some type of structure with, Absolutely. with boys, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, 
I feel like yeah. I should do anything but go outside and work. <laughs> yeah. But see, the thing about it is we don't just work a job and then that's it. I mean, we're priests. We got responsibilities for that. We do podcasts. We do readings. You know, so, yeah, we got a lot of other stuff going on. So if I was doing that type of stuff, too, like, no, nah, that, that would be that would be crazy. Yeah, too much. Yeah, way too much. Yeah, you know, still yeah. trying to read, still got to get your read on, and all those things. But like you say, I I agree with you that the that the conversation is uh is ego driven, and now you have more and more men buying into uh this thing. Like I have to make enough money to uh take care of a woman, take care of children, take care of a household, and I have to have enough money so that she can uh, stay home. That's the that that's the masculine way to go not understanding that everybody's circumstance is not the same mm -hmm. yeah now i'm gonna say this though i'm not against you know if the conversation was held outside of a place of ego right mm -hmm. and it was creating a a, a a space where men were like oh yeah i gotta get to it um legally right right finding better ways to get money, you know, trying to improve themselves, their skill set, their education, whatever have you, to 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 better sustain themselves and their family financially. I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. If that was the thing, like I said, the ego part of it, and and here's the thing too, when it comes to the whole ego thing, when you think of, let's say, an alpha male, when it comes to a lion, what do you think of? The one that's doing all the protecting and chilling the rest of the time. <laughs> but okay, but but what makes it able to do all the protecting? Um, everything else is taken care of for him. Okay, but I'm saying like when if you had to describe an alpha male line, what it looks like, sounds like, whatever the case may be, how would you describe an alpha male line? The biggest and the strongest. Right. There's some people out there who yelling about this masculine man thing and they little. <laughs> like they itty bitty. Right. They like runs. I mean short and little. So that's when like when I, I started really paying attention to not who was just having the conversation, right? Because I think a lot of people are having the conversation because it's a topic of conversation. It's a way to drive views to your page, right. especially if you're super 50, 50, I mean, super masculine man, you know, spoil your woman, that type of thing. Oh, you're going to get all kinds of views. The women going to, you know, like your stuff, all that. But I start paying attention to these people who was really going hard on the whole masculine male thing. And I remember seeing, seeing one video, uh, and I'm not going to say what his name was, but he was really going in on this masculine male thing. And then he went up to his woman, and I was like, she, look, she looks like, not saying like she's unattractive, but in stature, she looks like the masculine male, and you look like the woman. Like, mm. she way bigger than you. And I was thinking to myself, like, now I see why you're going so hard for this. Mm. It's like an overcompensating for your physical stature. Right. That's when, when you start losing me with a message. Mm. Because you can have a message that's completely on point. But when I know that it's not coming completely or I feel like it's not coming from a completely genuine place and you're doing it because you're trying to overcompensate for something, then, then that's when I, you kind of lose me with that. Right. Um, and he was going way too hard for. I mean, I'm talking about he going way too hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I got a laugh out of that when I seen him walk up to his woman. I mean, it was like he was here and his woman was like here. And I guarantee you, his woman ain't six feet tall. Right. Oh yeah. Like I'm yeah. willing to bet that. Yeah. So he probably five five. Talking right. about he a masculine male. And I'll be like, <laughs> in the animal kingdom, that looks a certain way. Right. You know, like, it, it, and gorillas not learning karate. 
So the ma- so the alpha male is just like you said, the biggest and strongest. You can't mm-hmm. be little, a little gorilla, and you just learn karate and you got a good technique. <laughs> you gonna be on alpha? <laughs> that ain't how that works. This ain't you know what I'm saying. Right. Like Mayweather is little, but it's probably some 200 pound men on the street that he'll beat up because he's a trained fighter. That ain't how right. it works in the animal kingdom. Right, 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 right. You need the guys that you don't. Right. If you a big ass deer and you fight a little deer, the big deer gonna win. It's just right. this is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was this um this whole thing makes me think about uh my entire relationship that I had with my wife because that was a time in our relationship where she made more money than me. And we had because we talked about that from the beginning, like how we wanted the relationship to go, like if we ever had children, how we wanted the relationship to go, like the things that we would like to be able to do as a couple with uh, with children and things like that. So that was the time where she made more money than me. And mm-hmm. this had to be around the time when you, do you remember the, the, uh, the Chris Rock comedy special called Tambourine? Mm-mm. He did a he did a comedy special called Tambourine. And basically the whole thing was about uh the couple being a band. And sometimes the man plays the tambourine and sometimes the woman plays the tambourine in the background. <laughs> you play Yeah, the background. yeah, yeah. I re- I remember that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So whoever so whoever's making the, the least amount of money is in the background playing the tambourine. So that was our little inside joke where when she started making more money than me, that now I was in the background playing, uh, playing the tambourine. All in jest, though. You know, we knew, right. we knew what we, what we wanted to do. We know what our goal is. We still moving toward the goal of, you know, her being able to stay home full time, raise our daughter, and do the other things that she want to do without the need of having to stress about making money to. Uh, compliment the money that I'm making. So, yeah, man, this 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 conversation. I've gotten to the point now where I skip it. You know, when I'm when I'm scrolling through TikTok or IG, once I get to something and they're talking about uh, traditional roles or this 50 50 thing and what men are supposed to do, what women are supposed to do, I scroll past it because, like you say, most of it is ego driven. And even some of the women, I get tired of hearing and listening to some of the women also because, you know, when a man can ask what I would think would be uh, good, good questions. Like if I'm going to provide everything for you, basically, I'm going to take care of you. What what are you bringing to the table? What what is it that you are going to help me do? Is it something that you're going to do to help push me forward? Is it is it some type of stress that you're going to take off of me? What is it that you're going to bring to the table? And a lot of these women are just saying, uh, I am the table. I'm bringing me to the table. Uh, those type of things. And they don't have anything to, uh, like this this rap song I listen to to say the only thing they bring to the table is appetite. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, uh, I think we, uh, both as men and as women, especially once we get into these uh, relationships, the man and the woman needs to have a talk and figure out, ideally before the relationship, figuring out uh, what it is that we want to do, what our goals are, how we see the dynamics in relationship, what, what the, the man is supposed to do, what the woman is supposed to do, how do these things change? How do the dynamics change when circumstances change? Those those types of things, those type of conversations need to be had before we put this stamp on. Uh, I'm your man. You're my woman. Uh, let's get married. Let's have children. Those are the types of conversations that need to be had. Right. The problem with that, though, is in order to have that conversation, you got to know who you are. Right. And then the other person has to know who they are. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm talking about from a deep spiritual level. I'm not talking about, you know, I'm a cancer, so I like this. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio, so I like that. No, like you got to really know yourself on a mm-hmm. deep level and understand your strengths and your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Be humble enough to be able to admit that. Be humble enough to admit where you need assistance. And then find somebody who fits, you know. And for some women, the, the man that fits for you, is the 50-50 man. 
Mm-hmm. For some women, you need the quote unquote masculine man. Right. You know, and again, if once you've done the work, if that's what you need, then that's what you need. It is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, we gotta live our live our lives according to understanding where we are. You know, the old dude Otor Maggi says that it's through self-discovery and being in alignment with your purpose that you'll be able to attract the things, the people, the places, the opportunities that are in alignment. So with your purpose. So that's what y'all need to do, man. Hey, I, I, I think we knocked this one out the park. Oh yeah. You know, this 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 made me think about meditation and how hard you go on meditation. Um and it always takes me back to like uh, I would have conversations with my wife about me knowing who I am, and because because of the time that I had to spend alone, right. because of the time I spent alone, that facilitated me getting to know myself. And a lot of people who've been free, uh, what free, not not behind the walls, their their whole lives. Many of them have never been alone. They've never had to spend time alone with themselves, which is why meditation is so important. Uh, a right. time where you can just sit and be be alone, uh, be with yourself, understand uh, who you are, like you say, your strengths, your weaknesses, uh, where you need assistance, those, those types of things. But we have to be able to spend time alone with our own thoughts, with our own spirit, with our own shadows, those types of things for us to really understand who we are, uh, what we desire, uh, the things that we're willing to compromise with, the things that we're not willing to compromise with, those types of things. So I definitely agree with you. This was a this was a an amazing episode. This is what we're talking about when we say we talk about the issues of the time from the perspective of two people who just happen to be priests. Uh, we're still talking about the things that people are talking about on TikTok and IG, but from a position of priest and from the position of talking about destiny, what we are here to do individually and what that looks like when we are in relationships with other people. I say, I say. So we'll end it there. Hey family, please smash that like button. And if you're not subscribed, subscribe, subscribe, share it. You know, your grandmama and them want to you know, listen to it. Your uh-huh. uncle, your cousin, them. Show us some love, you know. Um, but again, we appreciate y'all for for checking us out. So please continue to come back. Please continue to show love. Hey, comment. You know, you pro fifty fifty or you pro masculine man. Let us know. Let us know. Tell us, ladies, what you need. You cool with fifty fifty or? Nah, you need the masculine man to pay all the bills. (laughs) You know, let us know. Let us know. Let's have a conversation in the comments. Right. But, but, you know, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. We'll see y'all next week with another episode. Until next time, life is for the living. Live life out loud and on purpose. See y'all next time. Peace. Peace.